Systems.com. From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, Kevin Lehman. Talk Big Four basketball. A lot of Valley conversation with Kevin Lehman. Matt Rudy. Oh, by the way, a Michigan State grad. It's Michigan State, Iowa tonight. We'll get to Matt in just a second. Trent, we've had some uh, a lot of calls during the break about um, girls' basketball tonight with mm-hmm. the storm, schools being canceled. In fact, somebody just called me about Ankeny Roosevelt. You've got the answer to that. What else have you found? Uh, we got three right now, at least involving CIML schools. I'm looking on the CIML website. You can find it there. Varsity Bound will also have this updated that has all the scores. I know boys has 1A and 2A regional play tonight. But uh, on the central Iowa front, Roosevelt versus Ankeny, that has been moved to tomorrow. Ankeny Centennial hosting Sioux City East also postponed to tomorrow. And Des Moines North against Johnston. All three of those games have been moved to tomorrow. And I'm going to be guess that's going to be the case. I'm with you. Yeah, anything that'll be moved, it'll be moved to tomorrow. Looks like things are going to be clearing out, though. I was hoping by this point <laughs> the flurries are going to be stopping before I get to Iowa City and not looking good as I look out the window. Let's get to our friend Matt Rudy Golf Digest. He joins us before and after every single one of the majors, Ryder Cup years as well. And he's back with us in the middle of February, which is a treat, Matt Rudy. How you been? You know, I'm doing okay. I had a big Achilles surgery in November, and I've been uh, laid up in my house. Yeah, I've been laid up for I was laid up for two months. I'm just emerging from my cocoon now. And it's uh, <laughs> nice to talk to you guys. So how did how did you do it? I mean, did you remember? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you do. What, what what were you doing? It's super unsexy. I had a bone spur on my heel, and they had to take my Achilles off to get rid of the bone. Spur. Oh, so I, I wish it was like an explosive injury, like I was dunking, but no, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't anything like that. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Matt, a lot of ground to cover with you. Um, you know, I want to start. Let's we'll save the uh, uh, the Phil Mickelson stuff for maybe second here. Uh, but uh, of course, I'm sure you're very familiar with and spent some time covering events, whether it be a Ryder Cup or a PGA. Oakland Hills Country Club. Man, what a! It's sad when when such a historic Historical, you know, building such as that, um, you know, burns completely to the ground. I saw the flames. I'm sure you've seen the video. Uh, just such a shame when something like that uh, is taken from us. Well, I have to tell you, it, 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 it's a big deal when my mom texts me a picture of Oakland Hills burning down and says, "Isn't that the place you took me for the PGA Championship?" Wow. So she, it is. And it, you know, in Michigan, where I grew up, certainly and around the golf world, it's, it's an iconic place. And uh, and you know, there's more than a hundred years of history in that building, and um, the the club where I belong here in Connecticut, our clubhouse is from 1895, and so uh, you know the, 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 that same kind of uh, sentimentality that you have you know anywhere in the world of golf, where there's that much history. You know, the the, the wood and the you know the, the actual the physical structure can be replaced for sure, but the you know, the, the memories inside there, the trophies, the memorabilia, there's you know there's irreplaceable. I mean, number one, nobody got hurt. That, that's mm-hmm. a, that's obviously the the main thing. But but to think about the the potential for that history to be lost forever, and then what people aren't really talking about 
you know, the, all of the staff. If that building is not yeah. operational, those those folks are going to be out of work for for months and months and months. And that's a that's a kick too at, at a time when with COVID, you know, there's been so much disruption and, and you know people you know people have been you know, they've been put on hiatus for all they wait to figure out if the building's going to be open or not. Now to have right as the season is getting ready to start up, you know those those folks to be displaced. That's really tough too. A lot of people talking about the Super Golf League. Hmm. Way on the other side of the planet. Help us out here. This thing, uh, I don't know, kind of makes my head hurt at times trying to read through it and understand the reasoning, the justification outside of, well, the easiest thing, money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the main justification. And and, and I, uh, I, I think if you look at what tour players make and, and, and the fact that they are independent contractors and really you know, they're mercenaries and i don't mean that in a bad way you know they're 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 out there to to play golf win tournaments win majors the pga tour itself doesn't control any of the four majors so so it's you know what do you do and historically it's been european tour and the pga tour you know dividing Mm -hmm. the players kind of you know continentally you know if if you're a if you're a europe if you're a european player you generally play the, the european tour and if you're an american player and and then you, you play the American tour, and then the Asian world kind of splits into categories based on uh, which coast you want to fly to. It's not really surprising to me with the amount of money that Tiger has brought into professional golf that somebody else would say, all right, how are we going to figure out a way to, to, to chip off some of this and, and get it for us? I think, you know, obviously, the controversy is that the, the Saudis are trying to do it and, and really and, and, and do it in a way to, to cover up some of the terrible things that have been happening in that country culturally and mm-hmm. then, you know, they're, they're going to use you know, professional athletes to do it and, and they've done it to a degree with soccer you know there, there's you know in the, the premier league they have some, some training facilities and stadiums and you know in, in that part of the world and they've certainly sponsored tennis events and things like that you know it, you're, you're trying to do pr so so i think it's you're trying to merge the the, the desire for independent contractor athletes to make as much prize money as they can with uh you know promoting your own your own aims and it's a conversation i think we're going to be having a lot more of because you know look look what happened what was happened with the olympics in china and just china in general and you know there's parts of the world where things are going on that that the rest of the world doesn't look at positively and, and if we're going to examine some of the you know some of how all these things are funded these are questions that are going to keep coming up for sure. So the 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 Super League, the Saudi Golf League, um, was there a time, Matt, that you thought, "Wow, this is seemingly um, g- going to gain some traction here"? Before it all fell apart this weekend with Dustin Johnson and DeChambeau, and uh, obviously Rory McIlroy, and he had some interesting things to say about Phil Mickelson, uh, what how he referred to Mickelson, egotistical, uh, stubborn, um, you know, among, amongst the, um, the the colorful description that he used for his fellow tour member. But did you think that uh, when you first heard this, was it was there ever a thought in your mind, this has got a chance, and these guys, there's going to be some tour players that do go over there and join this uh, join this league? Well, yeah, and there was. I think there still is. I mean, I, I think statements are statements, but let's see what happens when the, the, you know, the money when the money's on the table. I mean, there's a pretty famous picture of Phil with his arms wrapped around a million dollars in cash. I mean, and, and there have been... Yeah, uh, there have been tour players who've said literally, and you know, Jason Cockrack literally said, "He did, yeah." My my goal my goal is to 
retire here in a few years, and whoever pays me the most money, mm-hmm. I'm going to go play for that money. Mid forties, and he's not the only. You know, he's not the only player who feels that way, and, and I don't have any issue with that being the motivator. If, if you're motivated by money, I mean, if somebody walked up to you tomorrow and said, "We'll give you five times your salary to go." broadcast somewhere else you, you would be doing a disservice to your family if you didn't think about that now you're you're probably not thinking about who's funding that you don't have to worry about it coming from a you know a murderous regime but you know the the the, the dollars do talk and and to be fair i mean I, what mickelson said in a, in a, in a weird way it, it, i think it's worked because he said the point of it was to, to get leverage and to get the pga tour to do some different kind of thing, and and it's kind of ironic that the PGA Tour that that Phil won the the you know the, the nice. social media the, the he won that pot last year, and the whole point of the PGA Tour putting that that VIP program in, in place was to combat some of the stuff you know the the murmurings of other tours you know coming into fruition. They wanted to put more money in the pockets of the players that that you know, that polish the PGA Tour's brand. So the, so the Tour is doing what you would expect, which is to respond to a competitive threat. And that competitive threat is going to put directly more money in the players' pockets, which is what a lot of a lot of the agitating from players like Mickelson is designed to do. So, so in that sense, the pulling the lever did work. Now, the question is going to be, the, the Saudis have unlimited resources. So... You know, it's nice for these players to say they're committed to the PGA Tour, but what if the Saudis decide that we're going to spend unlimited money for unlimited years to, to do that? Hmm. I mean, what's going to happen if in year two the amount of money that could be available is double or triple or four times what they're talking about now? We, we don't know what their their ceiling is or if there is, is, is even a ceiling. So even if this, if that, and you're right, I mean, money does talk, and if they can get enough guys, and I think the number that I've seen is, what, about 48, 50, somewhere around there, uh, to, to make this a go. If, if there are 48 tour players that decide they're going to go over and they're going to join this, don't you think that these tour players, even though they participate in that league, won't they, won't they be at Augusta the second week in April when they come back for the U.S. Open? Don't, wouldn't the majors still move their needle regardless of how much money is available on the Saudi tour? Oh sure, and that's the fundamental issue for the PGA Tour is they can they can say to Jason Kokrak that you're not eligible to play on the tour anymore. But the Masters has its own set of qualifications. Right. The Open Championship has its own. They, they all get to decide who comes to the major. So there, there's there's a definitely a world where you know Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, you know people who are major champions are exempt into those majors. They can they can play whatever tour they want and still play in the majors that they want to play in. Now, now it's more complicated if you're you know, a mid-range, you know, PGA Tour player who's aspiring to get into the majors. I, mean, I, I, I just did a story with Min Woo Kim, who's an exciting player on the European Tour. He's 23. And he just got into the top 50 in the world rankings, and that got him into the Masters in April. That's a huge deal for him. So to go play a tour where you might not get world ranking points or, or enough world ranking points to get into majors, or, or, or you know, you wouldn't get those opportunities to win events that would get you into majors or you know, that that's a consideration for sure for a younger player to get into those events. But, but you know, if, if if Rory McElroy, for example, decided to play in the Saudi Tour, Rory can play in whatever major he wants. I mean, he, he's already in those. Tiger Tiger's already into whatever tournament he wants to play in, wherever he wants to play in the world. So, uh, I think the, the the question is going to be, what do the stars do? You know, what does that mean for the the rank and file player? And then the the reason 
golf is fun to watch on TV is it's a mixture of those familiar faces along with the up-and-coming players that you see. And, and really, for that dynamic to work, you've got to have both of those categories represented in the field. And uh, you know, the, the tour definitely has that, that mixture. And, and to your point, what is a year one you know, Saudi golf league field going to look like? Is it going to look like a bunch of, kind of leftover mid-range? And I don't mean that a, you know, it's going to sound mean, but you know, Lee Westwood is not a major champion. Lee Westwood is not a first ballot World Golf Hall of Famer. You know, is, is the field going to be you know, five Lee Westwoods and a bunch of players like Jason Kokrak that, you, that you're not really turning on the TV specifically to watch? Or are there going to be some marquee names that, that make that move? So far, it seems like the, the marquee names aren't going to go. But like I said, if you ratchet the dollars up, <laughs> is, there, is there a point where that could change? Six weeks away from the Masters, Matt Rudy, and of course, uh, people wonder about Tiger. He's not going to play. He talked last week out at uh, Riviera before the tournament, and he is frustrated, it looks like, uh, with the recovery as he wants to be back out there. We got to see him playing with his son a couple months back. That was a, a great scene, but different on the PGA Tour. Uh, just an overlook at the Masters and Tiger, another year without Tiger playing at Augusta. Well, speaking as, as a person with a right Achilles injury. But just, just now is starting to drive after two and a half months. I can feel his frustration for sure in my own small way. Um, he certainly wants to get out there. And, and, and I know I've talked about this with you guys on your show. The, the clock is ticking for him in, in general because there's not a lot of players in their 50s with, you know, with severe injury you know, recovery that are just out there playing you know, loose, pain-free, major championship caliber golf. So, I, so I, I don't think he sees an unlimited time horizon. So the, the faster he can recover and, and get to where he can play five to seven events a year and have a reasonable chance to compete, obviously he wants to do that. The, 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 the injury he had to his leg was, was severe, but also he's rehabbing the back surgery that he had before the leg injury. So both of those things have to kind of come together to allow him not only to walk, at a really difficult place to walk that is Augusta National, but also to practice enough ahead of that so he can be ready to play in that tournament. He could ride a cart in the, in the event he played with the Sun. He could ride in the cart. He could not hit some shots if he didn't want to hit them. You know, the, the, the pressure level was much different. And I think to put his game on display and to be able to walk the amount that you have to walk to play in the Masters, certainly he's frustrated because working, working out enough has never been one of his problems. He, he, I'm sure he's putting in as much a workout time and exercise to, to get to that place. But speaking as a 50-year-old myself, almost 50-year-old myself, it just doesn't go as fast when you're this age compared to when you're 25. Spartans and Hawkeyes tonight on the hardwood at Carver-Hawkeye. Uh, Michigan State's lost four of their last five. Um, I don't know what to make of this team. They're still firmly in the tournament. Your thoughts on uh, on your alma mater? Boy, is that is that the player for the women's team, Caitlin? What's her Caitlin College? Is she going to play for Iowa? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they could use her. Yeah, they could. She can shoot. Fill wow. it up. I mean, it's pretty amazing. But watching that happen, but um, the Spartans are in a lull, and it always seems to happen. And it gives Izzo an opportunity to yell at them for a couple weeks, and they they seem to to get a pulse as we get closer to the Big Ten tournament. And and I'm hoping that's the case. And the other thing I'm hoping is that there's not a fist fight in the, in yeah. the handshake line after the game. So if we can get through with no injuries and have an entertaining game with no fist fight, 
I'll feel like my Spartans are superior to those dreaded Wolverines. Well, your football team had a, a, a season, I don't think. Even you, Matt Rudy, and I, our Michigan State grad, uh, saw it coming. Great stuff. Matt, we'll talk to you in April. Thank you. Uh, I hope you're on the you mend. Bet. Glad you're on the mend. Hopefully by then you're <laughs> as close to 100% as you can be. Thank you, Matt. Talk to you in yeah. April. Take All care. Right. Good to talk to you. Matt Rudy, good to catch up with him as we talk a little golf here on a awful. Is it still snowing? Yes, it is. The flurry's still flying. Um, don't like that. It's supposed to be breaking up here. Noon is what my phone's telling me. Yes, that's. I just looked at the same thing. So You'll be in full flight for Iowa City Eps. by 1. 1 o'clock, we'll be good to go. Pack up the uh, Explorer, and off we go. So you're there. You're there by 3. So mm-hmm. what's the first stop? Wigan Pen? Wigan Pen. Get some pizza. Yeah. A couple cold ones. Right. Trudge up the hill. And then what then what are you going to do? Because by then it's like 4 o'clock? Uh, 5 o'clock. So you're going to linger 15. at Wigan Penn a little while. Well, I mean, there's no rush, right? I, I don't think they put a time limit on how much time you can spend there. Get Belly inside the, the building bar. by 5.45, see the ceremony. The pre-gamer, yep. And then? Again, uh, three three of the jerseys will be retired uh, prior to the game. Luca uh, gets the spotlight on him by himself at the half. And a 6.01 tip. Right, with Jason Benetti and Robbie Humble. I'll see that tonight when I get back. You think I'm going to rewatch this one? I like to I rewatch. There's a games. reason for you too. I always do for football, mm-hmm. and I'm usually for football inviting in a different level you know. than you do for a basketball game. So that'll be a little bit different. Though it is uh, beer, beer is available at Carver now. Well, you got a driver, but I know I'm the driver, so uh, you're that won't be happening. I'm off, unfortunately, for that. Was excited for a moment, then I'm like, oh yeah, it's my turn to drive. <laughs> uh, we will talk to Kevin Lehman next. He had a couple of games. Didn't Kevin tell us that he was using his home studio this weekend for both of the games? Yes. I, I thought they sounded great. I did too. I-, I didn't notice. And you, I mean, we've noticed over the last couple of seasons announcers not being in the building. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice this, whether the be the Loyola game yeah. or you and I in most states. He had them both. I was watching over the weekend. I flipped over to 611, the SEC network. Roy Philpot was calling uh-huh. the game, as yeah. he always does with his beard. And he was sitting in the home studio there. It's just weird. It is. It's just odd. The SEC, this is, it was an SEC match. It was like Mississippi State, Missouri. I don't remember what it was, but... Come on, ESPN. You know the broadcast is better. Mm-hmm. You're paying the money for it. Mm-hmm. But they're saving money. They've realized they can do it and get away with it's it. It's bottom line business, right? It is. It is indeed. We'll take a time out. Kevin Lehman joins us next. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors all our Valley Conversation all season long with Kevin. We'll get the Hawks in and the clones as well. As we take you until noon, Trent's Play of the Day, sponsored by Circus Sports before we get out of here as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa features Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Or you can find them online at Washer Systems. Where you get your podcasts. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. 
like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live one for podcasting. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop. In Ankeny, Urbandale, in all states or situations. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866 or online wolfroofing.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, 11.30 on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until noon. Trends play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. That's coming up here in about, oh, 15, 20 minutes, somewhere around there. Right now, Kevin Lehman joins the conversation. Listen to Kevin all weekend long. The Loyola Drake game on Saturday, most state, you and I. Uh, Kevin, good to talk to you. I know you were dreading the fact I'm not dreading, uh, apprehensive maybe about doing the game from your home studio. You'd been, you know, in the building most of the year. I, I, I didn't notice the difference, Kevin, uh, and I do most times. Uh, but if I wouldn't have known that you weren't there, I, I don't think I would have figured it out. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Ken, I appreciate that. Now, there's a few times where Clay and I talk on one another, and that's the most difficult part. I thought on Sunday we were much better because we kind of figured out our talkback button, but and Clay is a real professional. I don't know if you've watched Clay Madvik. He covers a number of sports. And I can always say a uh, high tide raises all ships. So he <laughs> makes me look pretty good. So what was the most difficult nature of it? Just you've done it before. You've done it in the past, of course, the last couple of seasons, well, last season especially. What makes it that much more difficult for you as a broadcaster? Is it just the timing, knowing when to step in, knowing when he's giving you those right pauses? Yeah, I tell you, there's two things, Trent. First of all, uh, you know, I'm an old player and an old coach, so I just love the sound of sneakers and being right there mm-hmm. and the smell of sweat and seeing the expressions <laughs> on players' and coaches' faces. And you don't get to do that when you're sitting in your home studio. But the most difficult part in the broadcast is I don't think you can tell the stories as deeply about players. You know, I want to get into Tucker DeVries about how, because Darren told us this in our Zoom call, Loyola said, we're going to get physical with him like we did with A.J. Green. And we kind of asked Darren, you know, we didn't tip the hat, hat there. I said, what happens? How's he a deal with physicality? He goes, hey, he grew up with three uncles that played football. One in the NFL, <laughs> right. two at Iowa. He said, he likes playing in the driveway at Thanksgiving and Christmas against those uncles. That's toughened him up. But those are the type of stories you can't quite get in. Uh, while you're doing it out of your house because you just don't know the timing and how much time you have before your play-by-play guy wants to step 
back in. Yeah, that that's not the best strategy. I mean, this guy does not look like a freshman with the build um, that uh, Tucker <laughs> DeVries has, no doubt about. It. Well, let's let's go in order. Let's start with Drake and Loyola and the conference, the the race down the stretch. My gosh, five teams all within two games of one another. Because Bradley's, I think, still are they mathematically eliminated, or is there a small path? There? Regardless, there's four or five teams between twelve and four and ten and six. A terrific finish coming uh, in the Valley. What did Drake do to Loyola? That I don't say, I want to say exposed them a little bit, but what did they do that teams haven't been able to do as far as having success against the Ramblers until Drake uh, certainly opened up a can on Saturday? First of all, it was the fast start, Ken. They got off to a fast start, so you don't want to flavor behind at Gentile Center. You know, think about this. They've won 40 of their last 44 games there in conference play. 16 turnovers, and when Drake forces turnovers, they can play downhill. They are so good in the open court where Penn can operate, Wilkins can hunt threes, and Tucker DeVries, guys. You know, we, we're talking about him as freshman of the year. I just moved him up. I'm going to vote him first team all league. I think he is very deserving of that. He hit that big three late in that game. Uh-huh. I mean, that was huge. I don't know if you remember about I it. I left. Yep. He sidesteps the guy, one bounces and pulls up like it's nothing and just drains that thing. That that's not a shot a freshman typically makes. That took some that took some cojones. Uh but so Drake, you know, they got their tempo going and as Darren DeVries would tell you, we're much better when we play fast. The three game losing streak that had some scoring droughts. They eliminated those in that game and therefore they got the win over the Ramblers. All right, I'm intrigued now with this, Kevin. So is it just five players? Is that all you get to vote for for first team? I actually think you get to put down ten, if I remember. Oh, okay. Because I was going to yeah, say, if it was five, that becomes difficult because you got both Prim and Mosley at most state. You have to have Mosley. They're, they're yep. both up there. Williamson, of course, with Loyola. A.J. Green. I, I think Terry Roberts, what he's done for Bradley lately, he's definitely got to be in the conversation. If it was just five, boy, that'd be difficult. Well, great minds think alike because I got the same order you have. I've got those six, and I had Roberts up there as my fifth pick mm-hmm. until until watching Tucker what he did <laughs> at uh, Loyola. It moved him ahead of Terry Roberts. And plus, if Drake, I kind of go this way, guys, for my die breakers. The team that finishes higher, I think that player deserves mm, yeah. to, to be up there. So if Drake finished above Bradley, I'll certainly get my vote. But here's the, we had this discussion two weeks ago. When you looked at Drake's team, who was their best player? Was it D.J. Wilkins, their defender? Was it Roman Penn, their point guard? Or was it Garrett Sturch, who does a little bit of yeah. everything for him? That's a tough pick, but I think DeVries has risen to the top of that group. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, the end of that game, Kevin, I was surprised that, you know, Drake just didn't get out of the way because, I mean, you mentioned Sturts. He picked up a foul, and they didn't need to late in the basketball game. Uh, put Loyola on the line with the clock stop. There were so many free throws in the second half of that game. I just totally lost the flow of it. Exactly right. Uh, they did it more than once. Because when you got that lead, it's like, don't give up a three. And don't stop the clock and let him make free throws. And I think three times that last two for half, sure. They yep. fouled. Yeah, they fouled and put him at the line and just kind of gave him. You know, they got him back into two possessions. But uh, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a very choppy ending to what was a really good game up to that point. You and I in the driver's hey. seat. If they win their final two games, they will be regular season champions. Of course, we're looking ahead to the weekend and what the Panthers have with Loyola. Mm. But before that, how tricky is this spot? Making your way to Terry Haute. 
Not a very good Indiana State team. They're trying to figure things out with the new coach there in Josh Schertz. Just how difficult of a spot do you think that's going to be for the Panthers? Very. I go back to when I coached there with Kevin Boyle and Elder Miller. That place always gave us problems. It's like the ghost of Larry Bird is hanging in the rafters of the Holman Center. There's a statue of him outside that's like 18 feet high when you walk in the front door. That's a tough one. And remember, Trent, when they played at Northern Iowa, I know it was a while ago, Indiana State limped in with seven players because of COVID. They had walk-ons playing. And they actually That game went to overtime, and Coach Jake has mentioned it many times. We shouldn't have won that. We were lucky to get a W in that game. That may be better for you and I, so now you have your players' attention going in there. They have a lot to play for. And I'll tell you what, they got taken to the woodshed, the Panthers did at Loyola. The way they've responded has been, that's Ben Jacobson. He just does not get caught up in a bad game. They turned around and won at Illinois State. Two days later, never came home. And then the big thrashing of Missouri State. You know, Ben Jacobson, uh, the more you hang around him and watch the way he operates with his team, the more amazed you are uh, what a great job he does. It never gets too high, never gets too low, and they always get better as the season goes on. Well, they're certainly playing good basketball right now. Uh, yeah, that's it. This is a true sandwich spot that you guys are talking about, right? Most State, and then you get Indiana State. You think you catch your breather before Loyola. Um, it's, it's, it's bit some teams in the past. You know, Mosley was so good the first time they played, Kevin. I think you brought it up in the broadcast. He had 40 something and of course didn't get anywhere close to that on Sunday. Man, the Panthers, they never gave most state a chance in, in that basketball game. I know Prim got his uh, and he's a good player. He's, you can expect to do that, but Mosley didn't. What was the difference in that basketball game? The Panthers looked terrific. Well, they started out, uh, defensively. Pickford was the second guy to get Nate Heisey started out on Mosley, and, and Nate Heisey is one of the most underrated defenders in the league. Pickford also. You've got at Northern Iowa two of the super seniors, Pickford and Burrow, that came back for that extra year. You're really seeing those guys with a hop in their step, a smile on their face. I think they've really energized this Northern Iowa team down the stretch. Uh, and Mosley in the second half, Ken, he just kind of stood in the left wing and watched the game go by. It was one of the strangest things. I've ever watched. He did not try to get involved. Uh, I don't, there was a point like at the 10 minute mark in the second half, him and Slept, he hadn't taken a shot yet. So I thought he took himself out of the game in the second half. And this Missouri State team does not have much depth. They've only go about seven deep. And uh, that's one of the strengths of the Panthers. And since we're talking about the Panthers and first team, Trenton Ken, where do you put Noah Carter? Yeah. I mean, he is, he's, uh, if they win the league, you got to give him some consideration as a first-team player. Yeah, his game at the Nap Center a couple of weeks ago yes. was massive, massive, massive. He is playing at a high level. He can shoot it. He can fill it up inside, playing some good defense in there, too, and did a really good job on Sunday. And out of position. Yeah, a guy that should be a four, and he's out there playing the five yep. because, as we talked in the past about Austin Fife. And hey, let's go to your neck of the woods there in uh, the Iowa City Corridor area as the Hawkeyes get the much-needed Quadrant 1 victory against Ohio State on the road on Saturday Great performance. Both Murrays played at a high level. And get your monkey that monkey off the bat. There's been a lot of conversation about the Ofer and the Quadrant 1 victories. How important do you think that was for just Iowa and that team in general, just kind of getting that away from them and, and that narrative? I think it's huge because it gets that narrative, at least for us and the uh, uh, in, uh, announcers or uh, talk sports folks or whatever. 
because we kept talking about no quadrant wins. Mm-hmm. Are they? They were they were at a seven seed all the way to eleven seed, depending on who you looked at. So this gives them that quadrant win. And I sat courtside against Michigan. Keegan Murray gets hurt with the with the. Uh, I think he had some calf cramps. And they he just did. Score yeah. yeah, he's sitting in the bench. They couldn't get buckets. I'm thinking, oh no, they got Ohio State next. How are they going to bounce back <laughs> right. from this? But uh, that was a huge bounce back. Twenty offensive rebounds. And guys, we got to talk a little about about Aaron Eulis, the way he's mm-hmm. playing to start off yep. the bench. I think those guys, that little shuffle that Fran McCaffrey did, we talked about it. You know, and I kind of said, you don't make changes this late. It's really paid off for the Hawkeyes. Really has. They're playing their best basketball. Fran McCaffrey's done, I, I think, a remarkable job uh, this year, uh, no doubt about it. Kevin Lehman is our guest, Washer Systems of Iowa. Well, Roy Marble gets his uh, number retired tonight, obviously. Luca uh, Garza as uh, as well. There's um, not the only ones. There's a couple more going up in the rafters, which is good to see. Murray Weir, rather, and uh, Chuck Darling. So four of them. Uh, obviously, the Marble area. You won't remember the other two, Kevin. You're you're old, but you're not that old. Uh, but how do you remember Roy Marble? I remember when we had a play him, uh, B.J. Armstrong, Roy Marble. I can't remember who was on that team. And we knew that B.J. Armstrong had lit up Nick Nurse for 54 in the primetime <laughs> summer league. So we kept saying, we cannot put Nurse on B.J. Armstrong. He ended up guarding Roy Marble in that game. Uh-huh. And actually did a pretty good job on him. Uh, so that was my greatest memory of Roy Marble. I got to know him really well because uh, I had Devin Marble in the prime time, and he was always around. A smile on his face, good guy. And I tell you what, what a great basketball play, player Roy Marble was in his day. Athleticism through the roof, could rebound at a high level, and also helped out at the end of the game out in North Carolina as he stepped in for Ed. Shot some free throws he wasn't supposed to as yeah. Iowa pulled off a victory at the d Dove. That was a good one, Trey. I do remember <laughs> that old replay. Like, get out of here. And Ed wasn't quite buying in until Roy kind of shoved him out of the way. He got him out of there very, very quickly. A final thing for you for me, Kevin, and that is Iowa State, the Cyclones. What a week they had going on the road, gutting out a victory against a good TCU team, and then just dismantling Oklahoma as they dominated there. Maybe their most efficient offensive game of 2022. Played at a really high level. What do you see going forward the rest of the year from this Cyclone team? Well, they've got West Virginia at home, so they cannot trip up there. Can you get revenge at Kansas State? I think this is a team that can finish up pretty strong. Of course, you've, then you've got Oklahoma State home. You're going to go to Baylor, which will be tough, although Baylor is a bit banged up. I think much like that Ohio State win for the Hawks, uh, those last two wins for Iowa State kind of got them on the right side of the bubble, give them a little bit of cushion. So I think this is a team that's going to be firmly in the tournament. And T.J. Osborne continues they kind of like when they get dirt kicked on, they they, they just come back out of the grave and get yeah. some W's. I, I thought what he's done with his team has been tremendous. He still has to be in conversation for Coach of the Year. I don't think he's going to get it, but he's done a fantastic job up there in Ames. No doubt. Kevin, do you have the uh, you and I role of Chicago game on ESPNU Saturday? I do, Trent. I'm going to be in McLeod. Nice. That's great. Good stuff. And then your St. Louis marching orders, have you got those yet? Yes, uh, Mitch Holtz and I will have the first game on Thursday. I kind of hop back and forth. I do every game. I do TV with Mitch, jump on the radio. The next day we'll have the 12 o'clock game and the 6 o'clock game with Mitch and I. And in between I do the radio. Then I I get to stay Saturday for the semis on radio and Sunday for the championship. So I'm kind of excited to get teamed up with Mitch again because 
uh, you know, since since Mahomes started playing for the Chiefs, he doesn't get to do as many Valley games. That's as he true. Has yeah, the season goes on a little longer than <laughs> than it had been. Great stuff, Kevin. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for doing this, Kevin Lehman. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a great day. You do the same. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors our uh, weekly conversations here with uh, Kevin Lehman. Good stuff out of Coach Lehman. We'll take a timeout. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. What did you do yesterday? Oh, just a little 2-0. and a boy. Um, off to a good start yeah. on, on the week. Uh, that's coming up next. Miller and Condon. Final segment on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M pressure washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at washersystems.com. Trent Cotton here for the Urology Center of Iowa. KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget, the big March college basketball tournament. I'm... Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 11.50 on a Tuesday, our final segment, Trent's Play of the Day coming up. Before we get into that, uh, key to the game tonight, Iowa beats Michigan State. How do they do it? Don't let them hit three-pointers. That is Uh my biggest concern, this Michigan State team. Shut down Walker. He's not alone. Nope. They can all nope. fill it up at a pretty good level Hauser. here. They hit, Michigan State hits nine or more threes. Probably not good. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be up and down the floor, too. I think you're going to see uh, a lot of scoring in this one. I'm not a totals player, but I'd trend over if I would. How about, by the way, speaking of totals, the NBA All-Star Game, it opened at 320, got uh-huh. bet up to 325. Yes. Lands at 323. Thank goodness I jumped on it as we were sitting in the studio. What was that, Thursday morning, I think, when we were talking about that? Trying to figure out what we were doing for uh, collections the next day. Yeah, yeah. And I said, boy, 320, i got to jump on that right now. Went to 325 and it landed right in the middle. I hate the Elam ending. I just don't. Trent, I never saw a second of the game. I don't like it at all. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. I want a horn. I want a buzzer. See, I don't mind it, but I didn't see it, so I, I can't comment on it. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The only thing about the All-Star game I saw that I agreed with was Josh Donaldson when he said the only All-Star game that matters is you can't fake 100 miles an hour coming with movement at you. Yes. He's right. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only All-Star game that actually is kind of close. 
Mano e mano. Yes, absolutely. Here's my stuff. NHL's three on three. NBA, we saw what the NFL disaster. This uh, they don't tackle. They don't. I mean, Mac Jones went the distance like eighty yards. Right. Nobody even tried to catch him. Yeah, let him go as he's running as fast as he could, chugging, looking over, not looking over. He's going to score. No one's chasing you, Max. Slow down. You're in good shape. All right, play of the day. Play of the day. I got five of them. <laughs> Okay. Not a play of the day. Well, we get off to a 2 0 start, so you got to go back to the well a little bit deeper. Uh, you're playing with their money. Okay. Well, I told you earlier I'm taking Michigan State. In the yep, points. you are six and a half. Maybe this is just fading as I'm going to be there, and I don't want to put my any kind of hex on the Hawkeyes or anything like that. But six points, a wounded Izzo team. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I think it's close, too, Trent. I think you're doing the right thing. Game two to the SEC. Florida, huge win over the weekend against Auburn. Mm-hmm, massive. They still need to win, though. They still have work to do. Arkansas, they're playing some really good basketball, but they're not very good on the road. I'm going to grab the point and a half here. Give me the homestanding Gators in that one. Really fun Big East game. If you got a minute, this is a 7 o'clock tip, so you might have some time. Don't know your hockey schedule tonight, though, okay? I don't have anything going on. Okay. 7 o'clock, get over to FS1, UConn hosting Villanova. I know you haven't seen much of this UConn team. I told you last week. Uh They're just something about them. They're going to be a 5-6 seed. They get the right draw. I could see them advancing very far. I like this squad a whole lot. I like the way play they, the way they play offensively. Keep an eye on this one tonight. I'm going to play UConn at home. I'll laying the two points. Kansas, Kansas State. Twelve and a half is too much, even in Lawrence. K State's playing a lot better here. I think this is going to be single digit game. I'm going to grab the twelve and a half. And finally, Utah State. Iowa fans, you're rooting for them. Mm-hmm. You want them to get in the top mm-hmm. fifty, so mm-hmm. it's a quad one win. They're going the wrong direction. They're laying 12, 12 and a half at home tonight against New Mexico. A team also playing better as they got a new coaching staff over there. Going to grab the Lobos with the 12 and a half. So New Mexico plus 12 and a half. K-State plus 12 and a half. UConn minus two. Florida plus one and a half. And Sparty plus six. There you go, Circus Sports Sponsors. Trent's played the day. They'll be in state next week? Week after. Week no, after. is it? It is week? next it week. It is next week. Holy cow. I think it is next week. We're, yeah. out, this, we're out of February. The final month. Our final week, rather, of February. Six weeks away from the Masters. It's unbelievable. And, and you said Circa's got some stuff going on? Some new betting? Yeah, uh, just uh, they've got their conference odds up. There was one okay. other that got my attention All right. uh, to it, Circa. You, you follow them on Twitter, at Circa Sports. You can find it there. You will find on the Miller & Condon Twitter account an opportunity not to win them before you could buy them, but maybe... We're going to tweet out, because we have tickets to next Monday's Northwestern game. It's our final set of tickets from Dr. Fuller. Um, so it's senior night. Mm-hmm. Um, Bohannon, Connor, Rabracha. Keep a great day. The Iowa Deer Classic returns to the Iowa Event Center March 4th, 5th, and 6th. Try out the latest in archery equipment. Shop hunting gear, accessories, clothing, blinds, tree stands, and a whole lot more. Talk to hunting and fishing outfitters from throughout the United States, Canada, and Africa. Attend world-class seminars and enjoy awesome activities for kids. Go to KSNO.com right now for your chance to win tickets or buy them at HyVTix.com from the Iowa Event Center and Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.